Hello and welcome back to Fan Affliction with me, Jojo, and me, Aisha. Hello. <laughs> welcome back. Goodness gracious me, it's been a while. A very long while. A very long sorry while. For. Life um, finds a way, but it also gets in the way. Mm. Um, so that's why it's been a while, but it's good to be back. We were just reminiscing. Um, we were trying to reminisce about the story <laughs> and saying that um, we don't really know um, what's happened. So uh, we'll, uh, I'm as excited as I hope everyone else is. This would to, be the um, time for, to bring on our two favourite emailers, yeah. Evie or Evie <laughs> and Kaylee, because you're both way more up to scratch yes. than we are at the moment. <laughs> Special shout out to Evie for remembering, finding out the name of the fanfic that we always forget, Wait and Hope. It's Wait and Hope. How every time we talk about it, we forget <laughs> the name of it. It's Wait and Hope. And it is heart-wrenchingly, devastatingly so brilliant. So, so good. I recently reread, actually, a few months Did ago. You? Yeah, so good. Because oh. I reread, because I read his, the, I read the, his perspective for the first time. Um, and I was like, oh, so good. And I reread, oh, just so good. So good. So, oh, my God. What a great time. Oh. What a time to be alive. I think I really want to get a couple of like fanfics like printed and bound, but oh, also yeah. I would need them to be discreet so that people don't like wonder what they are on my yeah. shelves. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way to do that. What ones would you get bound and printed? Wait and hope for sure. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. The Fallout. Sure. Yeah, of course, doubt. of course. Um, Breath mints and battle scars. Yes, I need to reread that. Oh, what else? Not, not, um, not when the bell tolls. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brutal. Do you, do you know if the twist comes true? It's yes, not going to. There's because three my chapters mind left. Is blown. I don't know. We were just saying that there's. So we're on page three hundred and fifty-one, and the ending is of four thirteen. So you know, Sage could work some magic. I think we're putting Me. too much. We're put, we're we're waiting and we're hoping far too much. But um, very good. Thank you very much. I'll be here all night. <laughs> well, um, Sage wrote the fallout, and the fallout is masterful. Yeah, so, but the twist wasn't left that late. This late in that one was it? No, it pretty much was. Oh, was it? Oh, I don't with remember. Ron. And was it this? Was the was that really that late? I think so. I can't remember. I think so. I need to reread it. Yeah, me too. But also, I'm trying to read A Little Life at the moment, um, which is a very beefy book. So, what's it about? I don't know how to give it. Like, I don't know how to summarize it without sort of spoiling it. Okay. Well, Um, well, it's fine. But it's about this guy and his little life. Sounds (laughs) about right. Yeah, yeah. That's really trash, isn't it? Oh, let me does it let me see. I've got it on the desk, but I don't I don't even think it has a blurb, you know. Oh. Yeah. It Books won the man surprise. Oh, okay. Well it must be good. Oh, here we go. Sorry. When four classmates from small Massachusetts college moved to New York to make their way, there broke adrift and void only by their friendship and ambition. There is kind, handsome Willem, an aspiring actor, JB, a quick-witted, sometimes cruel painter, pursuing fame in the art world, Malcolm, a frustrated architect at a prominent firm, and withdrawn, brilliant, enigmatic Jude, who serves as their centre of gravity. Over the decades, their relationships deepen and darken, tinged by addiction, success and pride. There's more, but there you go. Sounds like four stereotypes, like... 
a frustrated architect exactly my cup of tea yeah that is you you love a trope (laughs) i do i'm I'm a i'm a i'm a slag for a good trope (laughs) fair enough there's seven i wasn't gonna say so it's very it's a very thick book a big little life isn't is a big book yeah it's a huge book you know those books are so chubby that you just don't want to touch them like you don't want to yes, read them. Yes, I do look know. Intimidating. I, have book, I have a book on my shelf. Um, I have the Magician, which has oh, been loaned yes. to me, which I've been reading on and off for God knows how, like two years now. Um, it's ridiculous. I it's just can't, so, it's so big. It's so big. And there are some like normal sized books that I just can't make myself read yet. Yeah. Like I own Daughter of Smoke and Bone, and apparently, like they're so good. And, you know, it's about basically, like, she's been raised by this evil villain who's, like, a creature or an evil creature. Mm. But I just can't, I can't do it. Every time I get close to opening it, my entire, I'm like, "Mm, not today. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's also hard when, like, sometimes your just everyday life gets in the way of reading. Like, I feel like I've, I've started so many books. I can't remember last time I actually finished a book. I mean, I'm on Little Women at the moment, but it's my Christmas oh, book, so yeah, I. Nice, nice. It's nice. so easy to read. <laughs> yeah, I think I've said this Christmas I'm going to reread Hunger Games as a treat because I love those Ooh. books so much. I would love. I would. I would just. I would just reread Catching Fire as my favorite. book. So good. So good. Um, and you know what else is so good? <laughs> when the bell tolls. <laughs> when the bell tolls. I honestly don't think we can even recap. I can't remember it. Uh, oh, we were saying we, that we think last chapter was quite a domestic one, which would, which I'm sure I enjoyed because I love yeah. that kind of stuff. We're looking okay. We both may have forgotten this, so be kind. But we're pretty sure that the, they, you know, the um, dark dark objects object have those ob- been like retrieved yet? That's what we, I'm thinking. We don't think so. Mm. Or was it that they knock out power? Oh my god, was that it? Wait. <sighs> I, remember, I just remember, it was in chapter 16, I think, when Malfoy was talking about them. Because they were in the lampposts or something like that. That's right. Um, then I, I think I remember being, I think I recall getting to the end of the last chapter and being like, oh, we didn't actually get any information on the dark objects here. Oh, no, I think it's about, so they, the last, so on page 328, they talk about setting up the dark, there's going to be a meeting about setting up the dark objects, but they're mm. not sure what they do. Okay. 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 Well, still lots of mystery. We've got a lot of unanswered questions yeah. here. And think... our poor baby Draco is now a commander. I know. Oy. I don't Oy. really know what that means. No, me neither. It's just a vague title, isn't it? I can't see how this is going to end. Me as neither. A, as a book. Me <laughs> neither. I'm honestly surprised that in the time that we haven't been recording that I haven't just like read it. I, I great was, willpower. Sure, by yeah, are you gonna confess? Have you been doing it? No, 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 I oh, haven't. Okay. I was exercising restraint. Well done. I'm proud. Because of you. I was like, oh, if we read it privately, we'll never finish this podcast. True. And you know what? Do you see us? We're following through right here. This is consistency. That is sporadic. Yeah, sporadic <laughs> consistency. Is that an oxymoron? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone knows about sporadic consistency, it is Sage, as I have disappeared yes. from the interwebs. Yes. So but true. Perhaps Sage is really just Evie or Kaylee. We're following in... Oh yeah. yeah. We're following in their footsteps, really, aren't we? <laughs> in terms of sporadic consistency. Exactly. Um, but after this, who knows? Who knows what we'll read? And to make ourselves even happier, Aisha's reading today. <laughs> I'm Woo! gonna give it a go. 
I'm excited. I think we should get started. Let's let's yeah. hold the suspense. Okay. Um, so we're on December 15th, 10.03 p.m. It's not that far away from the date right now, actually, is it? It's no, it's not. It's quite Not creepy. long till Christmas? Perhaps we're going to actually coincide with one. Weird. Weird. <laughs> it's the day after the last chapter. So okay. Domestic bliss, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's nervous today. She's a little nervous every day, but the closer she gets to Malfoy, it gets worse. It's not fear exactly, but worry. She keeps herself from the what-ifs because she knows that the road doesn't lead to a place that she likes to travel to. She would feel better if she was there too. She would feel worse, but she'd feel better at the same time for different reasons. Malfoy's alone inside the revival. It only takes a slip of one second for them to catch on to him, and they aren't the sort that lets a person go home. Tonight will be more dangerous than normal, and if he doesn't get it right... She looks up from spinning the bracelet on her wrist, the gem that connects her to the portkey around his neck, as he comes down the hallway. He looks more careless than normal, and she's learned by now that it means he's more nervous than usual. If she looks away from him, she'll look back to find his eyes glazed over as he stares into space. Are you ready? He nods, checking his cufflinks, and then he pulls robes from over his chair. The logs are in the safe. You're sure you have the right combination? Unless he changes it every day, yes. If he finds you, petrify him and bring him here. We'll bring in the professional obliviators and plant memories in his mind. I know. He pulls the robe on and then works on the buttons. I'm not going to copy the information. I'll look at the documents, then you can retrieve it from the memory. It might not be all of the logs. It could just be the ones that are delivered to him. I've missed your Draco voice. (laughs) So suave. I was worried that it didn't. I was like... No, I like it. I like it. Moody and suave. Perfect. (sighs) As long as it's something, we'll work with this for now. We'll see by the number of logs if it's likely all of them, and you can just dig around to see if people have delivered them elsewhere. If we find the objects in the logs that the commanders have mentioned before, the ones that burn, the ones that blind and such, it's probable that we got all of them. He nods, smoothing his hands over his robe to ease out the wrinkles, and picks a fuzz from the arm. She stands, pulling out the one from her briefcase, and then holds it out to him. She doesn't know what else to say, and there are a few things she wants to but none she will. His head tilts up after a moment of looking at her, and she scores her expression straightening up. If it's too much, activate the porky. If you can't, do what you can to pace. If I see you go back and forth a few times, I'll pull you out. Be quick and be safe. The wand spins between his fingers, and he doesn't respond as he turns, walking for the door. She watches him from the window until he disappears. Damn. Oh, December 17th, 7.20am, two days later. Two days. Oh, Oh dear. (laughs) We're wasting the first line. I'm going to try and muster through. You can do it. Deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) Her bra drops to the floor and his hands leave her breasts for her waist as she kicks her knickers off. His teeth skim her bottom lip and then his tongue dips over the curve. She slides her hands down his sides, the bumps of his hips, and to the band of his shorts. Her touch is more sure this time, but she's still overwhelmed with him, and the rush of her blood and the way he makes her feel. After the last last time, she had thought that it might be the end of it like this. But that time when she had ran from him in the snow and he caught her, he had been smiling when he kissed her, and she thought that it wasn't an end to anything at all. There's something about that that excites and scares her at the same time, but she's somehow always sure under the touch of his hands. She'd been the one to kiss him now, and he hadn't left her time to rethink it. 
Malfoy steps forward, making her back, making her step back, her legs meeting the edge of the bed. He presses her further, arm anchoring around her. What? She turns her head. Wait, I... She looks over at the door, licking the tingle in her lips, and then down at the bed. I, uh... She looks back at the door again, blushing as she thinks of the words to say that might not embarrass her about it any more than this. But he'll think that she's ridiculous no matter what, because it's going to sound strange with whatever words she uses. It's just that she can't see the door if she's lying down like that, and her wonder's in the nightstand, but if she can't... She looks down at his shorts move over her hands as he pushes the fabric down. Her gaze attaches to the stiff, reddened length of him that bobs from the release of its restraints. She wants to reach out and touch him, study until she knows from memory, but then he steps back around her. He picks up her wand from the nightstand before moving back, his hand sinking into her hair as he kisses her. She returns it with the same force as he pulls her with him two steps. He lowers back and her feet stumble as she plants a hand to his chest, the other flailing in the air as she, until she finds the mattress. She lands on top of him, teeth clinking, and pushes herself up as he crawls back. She follows until he stops, with, stops her with the squeeze of his fingers at her nape and pulls his leg up, turning on the bed. His eyes move down her face, to chest, stomach, as she slides forward on her knees, self-conscious now as she moves to straddle his lap. He drops her onto the side of the bed and she looks up at the door. She can see it perfectly well, along with the square of the hallway on the left that anyone would have to walk down if they came through one of the doors and not a window. She looks down at him, worrying her lip. He'd known without her having to say anything at all. He lifts up on his elbows and reaches a hand out between her legs, pressing a finger against her and slipping down. She blushes and he looks down as he slides the finger inside of her, his lips parting. He thrusts it forward, slides it back and adds another. She moves against the push of his fingers before she stops herself, and she huffs out a breath as he raises his eyes to hers. She thinks even if she'd never been attracted to Malfoy before, this, it would be impossible not to want him in this moment. He thrusts faster, his thumb climbing until her hips buck, drawing a moan from her. He raises up on his palm, forming a trail of suckling kisses across her chest before dragging his tongue down across a nipple. She no longer feels vulnerable, but strong and powerful and so good. Reaching down, she wraps her hand around him. He's hot and rigid in her grip, and she gives him a firm jerk, wanting to know the feel of him and the way he reacts. His hips raise, fingers stuttering, and his moan adds to the sensation of his mouth on her. She shifts back, pulling in a breath as he pulls his fingers and lips away from her. She pushes the tip of him inside her and watches him stick two wet fingers in his mouth, his cheeks hollowing as he sucks. She waits like he might hate it. Her ears heating up, but his tongue swirls as he licks off every bit, and she's entranced by the sight of it until his fingers pop out his mouth. She grabs his shoulder, spreading her knee more out more and sinks down. He hums, deep and raspy, and swirls his wet fingers on her skin. She lifts, sinks, lifts, building speed as her fingers memorise the lines of his shoulders, the side of his neck, the shape of his ears. His palm pushes up her back as she clasps his hair, tugging his head back, but he's still kissing her before she can bend to kiss him. He lifts his hips hard and angled, and there's a strangled sound in her throat as he makes a noise of agreement too. The rhythm is thrown off, clumsy for a few seconds, but then they find it perfect as they move together. December 18th. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. It was rough. Expertly done. Very My professional. Face is warm. Very professional. <laughs> this is the next day in the mornings december 18th 3 37 a.m that was very intimate 
That was very mm. intimate. That was very, that was something quite couple about that. They weren't yeah, just two randos. They were very couple Yeah, very connected. Does she love him? <laughs> she love him? Oh my God. I think this Hermione would rather die than ever come close to saying it, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I agree. Hermione shivers as she lifts her leg up, trying to bring any body heat in just a little closer. She closes her eyes and winces when the wind hits her, sinking through her clothes and blowing away the warmth. She'd contemplated sitting next to Malfoy, but she doesn't know what his reaction will be and she'll have to face away from the shore to do it. He's probably warm himself. His robe is at least twice as thick as hers, and he seems to do better in the cold than any normal person did. When she casts warming charms on the house, she still has a chill while he's quick to swif- strip off his robe. He should... G- Granger, if you keep looking at me l- like that, I'm going to throw you over the edge of this boat as a matter of self-preservation. His voice is weird, like he might be shivering too. There goes her plan for a forceful swap of winter robes. I'm not looking at you in any c- certain way. Uh, uh, idiot. Murder. N- no, stealing your body heat she didn't think she was going to get the last word out quickly enough after the shiver passed through her ding ding oh, God. ding I've not, missed that. I've not missed that neither's evie she agrees <laughs> with us that it's annoying <laughs> too right thank you she wonders if the bell can get cold enough to crack with it being hit constantly maybe when it gets a bit colder but she'd rather not find out because of it if it gets any colder she'll probably freeze before they reach the shore the guards will find her in the morning, iced over and attached to her bench. Well, Malfoy asks, his tone harsh from the cold or something else. Well, w- what? She tries to sound scary back, but her voice just shakes with her body and it makes her sound scared. The boat sways when he stands and she tenses, grabbing the side of the boat as if the grip will help her if it all tips over. Just thinking of plunging into that water makes her colder. Malfoy plops down next to her, hissing at the cold patch of the bench he takes his seat on. She blinks at the other side of the boat, and for a moment fears tipping over with too much weight on one end. The other side looks strange in its emptiness, but it's odd to be sitting next to Malfoy like this too. They've been a lot closer, but she doesn't think they've ever just sat next to one another. They're always looking at each other from opposite sides. Ding, da ding, ding. She feels tiny shakes of his body brushing her arm and pushes into him, drawn to the faint warmth. He presses back harder as she turns her face towards him and the heat grows. Oh. Yeah. This is very sweet. This is very sweet. I feel like this story's changed so much as we've gone through it. Honestly, we've we've read like eight bajillion mini stories within this. Like yeah. I can't quite place it. Yeah. I was just thinking though, um, we really haven't seen Harold in a while. No, I do think that we're about to see, hear from him, maybe. I feel like I might Coming up or coming up, maybe the next two pages. Oh, okay. Why it's not you, this do you want to cast some? Do you want to cast some aspersions? Do you want to say that he's involved with it as well? I don't know. I I actually Jojo, I don't know anymore. No, me neither. I have <laughs> I have no good gauge of what's going on. No, I know. Me too. I'm so worn down by it all. But I also I need to know. Yeah, exactly. Where's Narcissa? Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> Where's Ron? No, no one needs Ron. Ugh. You thought he was going to be behind it all. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> you gave up on that, I guess. I've, I've actually just, I've just, yeah. Who knows? It's all, it's all Albus. Yeah. Back in the grave. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Carry on. It's almost Christmas. 
December to also sorry side note why is Harry Potter so Christmassy he's isn't he Christmassy in every story you read I know like I just it's just such a Christmas movie to me too which makes no sense because it's not I mean they they do, always do oh Christmas. I thought you meant I thought you meant the character in all stories I thought you meant no, him, like, he's, he's he also very Christmassy yeah you're right the films do feel Christmas I think it's because when you when it's around Christmas, they always play the films. So, and also, if you're on if you have like a few days off work, it's quite likely that you'll have some time where you're not doing anything and you'll just be sitting in front of the TV. And if you've got if you've got ITV turned on in the UK, yeah. you will be watching Harry Potter. That's so true. Actually, did you see that? Um, because of the twentieth anniversary, they've in the Great Hall at the Warner Brothers Studios, they've made it like a screening room. <gasps> no, yes, I've seen that. you can get tickets. And they've got like different bean bags for different houses, and it's all in the great so hall. So cool! That that I'm looking forward to seeing that anniversary thing. Actually, oh, hopefully it's good. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's gonna it be good. Yeah, yeah. Love a bit of Emma Watson. I do. Me too. My she God, should, she should write a book. I got so much time. I'm surprised she hasn't. Honestly, honestly, maybe maybe this is gonna be her big debut. Maybe because she kind of retired from acting, didn't she? She was like, nah, which is fair enough. If I was as rich as she was, same yeah yeah true i would just go hang out and drink coffee and read i would just go to adele's concerts all the time as she did last week oh. she, was, she was at that itv um, she was dancing along yeah although controversy oh god i'm not loving every track of adele's new album oh really well, have you listened to it like in order yeah okay because I, I okay i'll be honest i can't remember every track so they're obviously not all bops but I do think it's a very good album. That song where she features loads of clips of her, her talking to her son is yeah. so it's so heartfelt. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, it's so it's so brutal and open. It's very vulnerable is the word I'm looking for. It is, it is. But that but I, the yeah. first the first track, it's called like Strangers or When We Were whatever it is. Yeah. It's not a bop. No, fair enough. To be sorry, fair, sorry, Adele. I love her albums, but I'm not. I can't, I'm not going to say that every song on every one of her albums that I've listened to is like fantastic. Oh no, actually, I love every single song on Twenty One. I love. I really liked Twenty Five. I listened to Twenty Five more than I did Twenty One. Oh, what's on Twenty Five? Twenty Five is Hello. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, when we were young, um, send my love to your new lover. Those um, are all bops. All bops. Um. Um, Adele be looking so good these days. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Oh. What a lady. Oh. What a woman. If Adele, do you think Adele would be a Gryffindor? Um, oh, Gryffindor's boring. She's more exciting than that. You know, I low key would peg her as a Hufflepuff. You'd peg her. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, do you know what? I can see that. I do know what you're saying. I can see that. She's, she's either that or she's a professor. Yeah. Music professor, even though I don't seem to do music. Oh no, I guess what's his face? Uh, Flitwick does music because he does the <laughs> hobble, hobble, <laughs> with the frogs. So. Oh, we love that. That is a Christmas scene. That is well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that is literally the Christmassy bit. Isn't it? Yeah. Or when Harry asks Cho out. Yeah. Oh, who cares about Cho? Ugh, so embarrassing. Anyway. Wait, the other day, the, I think the most recent one that we watched. Do sorry, the, the one we watched. Ha- most... Harry. Two pumpkin pasties, please. It's quite good, actually. It's quite a good impression. When um we recently saw, uh, oh god, which one was it? Oh, it was Goblet of Fire. 
And every time when Cedric Diggory <laughs> dies and then his dad sees him, I do find it really sad. It is I, so sad. It's so sad. But we've been quoting it a lot going, my boy, <laughs> that's my son. <laughs> and now I feel bad because this poor guy. <laughs> that's my boy. It's devastating. It's really sad. It's like... sad scene. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. Oh, it's just, just well acted. What can I say? I ain't got it. Like, oh, it's one of my favorites. Prison yeah. Life Band is my top, though. It's a good one. They're all good. I, I'll, 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 ha- I'll happily watch the last one any day. I really like the last one. Me too. I will say, Philosopher's Stone like, is fine. Chamber of Secrets, I think, of them all, is my least favorite. Like, yeah, why them. is that? Why is that, though? It's just so non... Like, it's just so non-important Who to cares? the story. Like, like overall, yeah. like, there's no Voldemort Who in cares really. about like, Ginny getting in the Chamber of Secrets? Like, yeah, and, like, Tom Riddle's diary, but it's a bit dead. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't it's know. A st- it's a stepping stone to the wider story, isn't it? Yeah, it's not... It's just not as good. No. It doesn't hit the same. We've gone on a tangent here. I don't really, know how actually we, we got onto this. We really have. Okay. We're, we're talking about their intimacy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. And so <laughs> that led us to um, Chamber of Secrets. You're right. And the lack of Harry. So perhaps he'll emerge oh, yes, from this Chamber good. of Secrets, from Sage's Chamber of Secrets. Oh, okay. That's, my, <laughs> that's, what, that's what they've been up to this whole time. <laughs> okay. We're on December 20th at 1.04 p.m. The bell above the door tinkles as Hermione steps into the shop, immediately hit with a heady combination of scents that reminds her of Snape's classroom and failed potions. She takes a deep breath anyway, calming the race of her heart and the dizziness. She gives a hard look to the floor, waiting for her vision to clear from the tears the wind put in them and the fog of anxiety. Her shopping trip alternates between shopping and stops to gather herself, but she hasn't given up for home yet. She's been out for five hours, and it's the longest amount of time she's spent surrounded by strangers since the end of the war. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's very, um, she's very, like, COVID, like, she also, I feel like, has been suffering with pandemic living. Yeah. Pandemic anxiety. I can yeah. Relate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, this. When I'm out and it gets busy, I, my heart does Time to go bit... home, yeah. Yeah. It's time to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Raw's PTSDing out here. I know. <laughs> She's proud of herself, but in a way that she wouldn't admit it to anyone else. Not for something like this, but there's progress here, even if she's the only one who knows it. And there has to be when you keep fighting for it. That's a really good message. I really, really support that. Small steps, and sometimes those small steps are very important to you. They might not be important to anyone else, but they're important to you. Yeah. We're all on journeys. Oh, we're getting a bit prolific, aren't we? <laughs> Can you tell we're old, listeners? Yeah. How how old do you think we sound? Oh, I don't. They're gonna say like thirty. <gasps> no. How dare you? Whenever I talk to people about ages, they either think I'm thirty or like eighteen. Everyone at work was really surprised when I said my age. They were like, oh, "You're so young." And I was like, it's... "You're so mature, though." Yeah, you, I can imagine you in a well, not with me, obviously, but in <laughs> a work say. environment, I've seen you like in serious moments when we've when we've talked about serious things, and you are you can be very mature. Whoa, you're a professional businesswoman. What can I say? Oh, terrifying, terrifying. It's all a lie. 
I think that's the same for everyone though, isn't it? We all, we're all putting on like this kind we're of grown up fronting. Yeah, and then we go life. home and watch Barbie, Princess and the Pauper. Well, <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> I love a bit of Barbie. I don't even care anymore. YOLO. Oh, don't say YOLO. YOLO, yeet. Oh my God, get out. Cat. <laughs> no, no, I don't even know that one. I don't actually understand what it means. That's how okay. you can tell we're Gen X. Yeah. <laughs> we've missed we've missed the boat on that one we're we're the we're really a pathetic age aren't we our, our generation <laughs> is so pathetic we just i think that i just think we're never gonna like we're never quite on the cutting edge but we're no. also not completely out of the loop it just <sighs> leave, we're in we're in limbo, we're in limbo. yeah we are i love As us. Is hermione <laughs> she raises her head scanning the shop again and she can hear someone moving around beyond the rows of shelving but it just sounds like they're opening boxes Pulling a parchment from her pocket, she unfolds a dampened paper and scans down until she finds Luna's name. Oh, Luna! Oh, I forgot we hadn't heard of Luna in this. No, this is the first time she's been mentioned, right? Mm, weird. Mm. She's, not, she's still not sure what she's going to buy her, but she's pretty sure she's in the right spot. Even if Hermione finds some of the items here more of a joke than useful, she knows Luna will appreciate them. She's learned to stop questioning Luna's beliefs over the years. They didn't change no matter what she said. Sometimes she likes that about Luna, her unmovable belief in something so few thought more than laughable. She never... Hermione narrows her eyes, bending closer to read the label on the small jar. She grins before she's finished, picking it up from the shelf. As much as she denied it to herself, there was a name constantly floating through the back of her mind today that she didn't know what to do about. But this, this might work. December 22nd, 11.11am. Angel Make numbers up in here. Make a wish. Yeah. Harry. Yay, Harry. <laughs> I knew it. I got to smell him. We love it. Harry studies the parchment she handed him, then flips to the second story, then the third. Did Bells draw these? He never asked her that before, and she leans forward to see if there's some error she missed. Yes. He always draws the doors as squares and puts an arrow as one of the sides for which they open. You put the diagonal line. Oh. So Harry's already known that Malfoy sometimes draws them. He doesn't look angry about it. Is this a copy? He asks, holding it up. Yeah. He turns to the spot between two bookcases, drawing his wand. She stands from her seat, already knowing before he taps the pattern. Gold lines glow along the wall before fading into black, and Harry grabs the knob of the door that has appeared, pushing it open. This is the fifth, right? So we have three more in the higher circle and three more second levels. Right, she mutters, following him into the room. Floor plans of the nobles and the headquarters are attached to the wall on the left, with the floor plans for the commanders on, along the right. There's a long table in the centre of the room with a map of scrolls and parchments of some information. Whiteboards are scattered throughout the room with clipped sentences, names and locations written on them. Jesus, Harry... He uses a sticking charm to place the floor plan of the first floor next to another one and then places the second floor above that, followed by the third. He grabs a pen from the table, writing something down on a note card below the first floor's layout. No cellar. Unknown, she gestures around herself. Is this all about the assignment? He looks over at her. It's time to start planning. All about what assignment? The assignment? Who? What? To discover the dark to you know oh, okay. infiltrate the dark gotcha rising. sorry i must have just like passed out for a second no harry's being that's a bit sus harry 
Yeah. Oh God, don't start <laughs> No one can catch a break. You're like a detective <laughs> who thinks everyone is guilty. But I suppose actually, innocent until proven guilty. No, guilty until proven innocent. Harry, that's just suspicious. Since when has Harry been that upset? No, that's a lie. Harry's been obsessive. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, consistently. Fine, fine. December 24th, 9.02pm. I love Christmas Eve. I know. I can't wait for Christmas. Me neither. (laughs) If it doesn't snow, I'm going to be upset. It should snow like the next couple days. It's been snowing in the UK already. He stares at her through the windows as she turns her key, then braces herself before sliding the door open. His gaze drops down to her feet and then back up to her face as she pulls the key out. I was cold. You look like a bloody burnt marshmallow. It's important to keep warm. If I get sick at a time like this, it's going to be terrible. She might have overdone it with her layers, piling on enough jumpers that her arms lay out to the sides like she has bulging biceps. It's made it more difficult to move, but she checked over a dozen times before leaving to make sure she can pull her one just as fast. You're just jealous that I'm going to be cosy on the boat. Or you'll fall over on the edge and sink like an anchor. There'll be no sinking. There'll be me on my bench, comfortably padded from the cold, while you shiver. She tosses his robe at him, sniffing when her comfortable padding causes her to throw it like one might expect from a two-year-old. He catches it anyway, but instead of giving her a smug look, he's staring at her arm. She had got so used to holding it like this that she'd forgotten. He nods his chin and looks at her like he knows the truth and is fully not expecting her to tell it. What's that? My arm drapery. His eyebrows pushed together and raised, the corners of his mouth twitching up. You have a drapery for your arm? Yes. It looks like a jumper. It's tricky. It has tricky looks. And a bit too large for you. It's the perfect size for arm draping. She raises her chin. Do you want it? Is that why you keep going on about it? I'm positive that it's mine anyway. She looks down at the grey jumper. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm just like, oh, it's his. It's his jumper. (laughs) Just getting excited. We love to see it. She looks down at the grey jumper folded over her arm. Well, maybe I just bought one that... I'm also near positive that you're wearing one of mine. He stares at the bottom of her neck where the top of his blue jumper is visible. She's going to hide it, but the buttoning on the top of her robe fell too close to, su- felt too close to suffocation. It's not yours. You said you'd never wear it because it looks like I'd made it myself, which I actually take as a compliment because I think it's... And I had to wear it. I kept puffing up and I needed a bigger size. And of the 30 you're wearing, you brought the one you brought one for me. I'm wearing seven, and two of them are actually very thin. <laughs> she reluctantly holds her arm out to him. I brought two. I know that your robe's thick and you're cold-blooded, so I didn't think you'd wear more than that. He gives her a look she doesn't really understand and takes the two jumpers from her. She rubs her arm against her side to wipe off the sweat that had built there under all the layers and watches him pull on the clothes. He looks a bit ridiculous wearing two expensive jumpers with the bottom of his Azkaban jumpsuit, but she doesn't point it out. His hair sticks up from the static, though, and she smiles that when he pulls on his robe, he shoots her a look, something that locks down as he buttons his robe with the other hand. I didn't think you were coming today. Why not? He doesn't say anything as he buttons the last of his robe, but she realises anyway. I'll be leaving in the morning. He looks up then. Before I get back... No, not tonight. We'll be, well, counting early this morning as tonight. I'll leave around eight or so and then I'll be back by tomorrow night. About six? 
He glances up at the room behind them, which makes her paranoid enough to look too, and takes the lantern from her hand. I'm staying at the house tonight. Yeah, you have the dinner with the revival tomorrow, right? Not until ten. It's easier to stay at the house tonight. She waits for him to start walking first, and she falls a half step behind him. Who will be there tomorrow? Leech is coming at eight until noon, then Harry at three and Pruitt until six. Then I'll be back. She waits for him to say something about how it's a lot more complicated that way than just bringing him back to his cell. But he doesn't say it because maybe he knows her answer and it's too bothersome for him to have to confirm it until to confirm that they were all doing it to keep him out of a cell on Christmas. Though Pruitt didn't agree until she claimed it was all for his mental stability. Leecher went from refusal to reluctance when she lied about the revival expecting Malfoy to be there and how they might have to stop in. And Harry was the only one who came easy, despite Ginny's annoyance with him for working on Christmas. Even if she had to stay at the house all day herself, she would have done it. Oh, bless. Oh, I love it. That's sweet. That's very sweet. December 25th, 7.28am. Merry Christmas, everyone. A sadistic hour to be awake on Christmas. On Christmas Day! No way! Even if you're awake, you should still be in bed. Like, you should... There should be nothing going on right now. Yeah, no one should be out of bed until, like, 8.30, Yeah, 9. Yeah. Get it together. Malfoy doesn't seem like an early riser. He seems like a solid night owl. Oh, really? I I think he seems like... Do you think? Yeah, I do actually. Oh, your your mouth would be wilding. I know. I base them on me. So used to getting up early now. (laughs) Fair, actually. (laughs) The worst thing about working is like waking up at like seven at the weekend and being like, yes, lovely. I guess I'll just have. Well, to be fair, it makes the days longer, which is quite nice. That's true. I just, I mean, I just stay in my. I get coffee and then stay in my pajamas and just like read. Yeah. Don't get if I wake up early, I'm staying in bed. I'm not getting up. I'm not I, like going for a run. Like no, that's Jesus not the Christ. way it works. Especially on the weekend, no thank you. Mm-mm. Malfoy's white shirt is wrinkled from his sleep, the strings of his pajamas in a knot halfway down their length. She spends too long staring at the knot that she can't figure out the purpose for, because he thinks she's staring at something else entirely, judging from the arch of his eyebrow and flash of amusement. Hit your head out the gutter. I love it. Get it, Malfoy. Crimbo, crimbo a celebration. Oh my god. <laughs> doesn't sound very... That's not, well, who's, well, you celebrate today. You're not celebrating Santa, are you? <laughs> the joy of life. You just. My question is, I know that they obviously celebrate Christmas, but it's not a wizard holiday. No, so yeah. So that never makes sense to me. Yeah, you're right. It's very much a muggle thing. Unless yeah. they're like, Jesus was a wizard. Which, you oh, know, maybe oh they do. Maybe. Maybe like in immortal instruments when they were like bait they were like mate Mozart was a shadow hunter. Yeah. That was a bit rogue. Also, even if you celebrate Jesus at Christmas, lots of people don't. Like that's fine as well. Do what you want. I don't care. Just just give me presents and then we'll give me food and presents and (laughs) let's move on. He sits down across from her, his eyes sleepy and his hair tussled. He would have slept longer, she thinks, but he probably heard her come in a few minutes ago. She thought she'd be leaving before he woke up, and if she's honest with herself, she wanted to give it to him without her actually being there. I can relate. I hate when you're giving someone a present that makes you nervous, and like, you have to watch them open it. Oh, I like that. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I had to give... I gave someone a leaving present at work, but it was a bit... 
I felt like it might have been a lot and I was hoping to just leave it on his desk <laughs> to be fair actually I and really then he like opened it. it in front of my face and I literally wanted to melt <laughs> I, like... I only like it when I know it's a really good present because I'm like all smug about it if it's shit I'm like uh wait till later bye <laughs> not if it's shit but just like if I if I'm not sure about how you're gonna react I'm yeah. like ha, not today sis fair enough <laughs> She didn't know what to do today. She'd contemplated a small treat to make it feel more like the holiday or home or the things people remember when they see one. But she doesn't know how much Malfoy celebrated Christmas or if Malfoy would appreciate it at all. She hadn't even been sure on a gift until it had found her. And when she realised it was a bit insulting, she added sweets, bags of sweets and expensive ones and all that he mentioned liking at some point. But still, just sweets and nothing to make an event out of. She never would have thought he'd wake up to find them and come out here. She thought it would have just been as awkward for him as it was for her. He holds up the jar, raising his eyebrows, and then turns the label towards him. There's a clink in his mouth as she watches his tongue push into his cheek before he starts to speak. He already started in one of the bags then. The cure for wally bliers, the pests that cause irrational thinking, meanness, arrogance, vanity, cold behaviour, short temper, poor hearing and toe warts. She smiles. To be taken twice daily, one dose in the morning and one in the afternoon. Are you trying to poison me? Though, by some of the symptoms, I thought you might have given it to me on accident instead of Weasley. The poor hearing? She grins when he doesn't seem sure if she's being serious or not. I actually don't know what's in it, but it can't be anything deadly, so if you'd like to try it... I'll have you go first. After all, there's irrational thinking, arrogance, vanity, short tempers and poor hearing. He cocks his head at her. Toe warts? No, and I'm not arrogant or... Ah, this is the irrational thinking. You better be quick. Go on. He holds it out to her and she shoots him a glare with no heat. I'll wait a while longer to see how you react. I put it in the sweets. He pushes up in his chair as he slides the bottle into his pocket. She's surprised he's not just throwing it away. I might believe that if I hadn't thoroughly checked the packaging. Her smile is strange because she doesn't know if she should give in more to the disbelief or amusement. Really? His tongue curls around the sweet in his mouth and his cheeks dent in when he sucks and shakes his head. No, but your reaction tells me you didn't do it anyway. She opens her mouth, searching for something clever to say when he sets a black box in front of her. What? Oh. Ooh, a present? Oh my god. Unexpected. Sorry, that was way too excited. <laughs> It looks like metal and there's a line that serves as an opening that wraps around the device. There's no symbols or markings or anything to tell her what it is. It's not dark. It works like a secondary wand when it's activated and affects whatever area is also inside the wards it's placed within. As soon as someone enters that space, they have 20 seconds to deactivate the device. And if they don't, it stuns anyone who's inside the space. It's useless to have it activated when you're at home since it'll stun you as well but I think that you likely have wards that tell you when someone dismantles or breaks them when you're there. I do. She reaches out slowly, running a finger along the edge of the cold metal. This is for me. Just to be absolutely sure. He shrugs. It was in a shipment when I picked up with the recruits and I thought you might find it useful, especially if you check your house the way you check this one when we get here every night. The warmth in her cheeks turns into a burn, though he doesn't say it with anything like judgment in his voice. Thank you. Really. It's fine, I didn't buy it, I just... You didn't have to. She glances up at him as she picks up the device and his gaze drops to it. 
Perhaps I should have wrapped it. How much tape did you use on mine, Granger? It took me five minutes to get just one bag unwrapped. She grins widely, too widely, because it hurts her cheeks, but she means it. Three rolls. (laughs) 3.28pm. Hermione's I'm sorry, coming. I'm loving this Christmas episode. This I is a, am. Cri- this is a Christmas special. This is like a what? This is what you want from a one shot. Yeah. Sort of. Hermione's covered in flour, spices, and some sort of sauce that goes to one of the too many things cooking in the burrow's kitchen. Oh, she's in the burrow now. All oh, right. What? It's just a flip switch right there. Yeah. There's also a large splotch of pudding smeared on the front of her apron when a fleur sneaked up behind her, but it's better than the bruise on the blonde's face from when Hermione had spun around too quickly with her hand. Jesus, brutal. Oh dear, Molly says gently, glancing over at the cream she'd assigned Hermione to whip. Faster now and stop when it starts to peak. Molly had also been busy sending worried looks to whatever Hermione was working on and muttering promises to her husband and children she didn't have yet. It's made Hermione more determined for perfection, which has only seemed to make Molly more worried. Harry, if that finger gets any closer to this bowl... He leans towards her, pushing his glasses as he squints. Molly, I think... Do you know how many sharp objects are around me at this moment? He laughs, looking over his shoulder and then over her head. Bells is fine. He slept the whole time Leecher was there, I think. How did it go last night? The recruits who were awarded a night off and that Bells thought would go out into the muggle world? They didn't disobey orders. They lit some trees on fire, wrecked some things, messed with people. But the higher circle told them not to kill or draw too much attention, so it was mostly kid stuff. Good, I didn't know we were going to... Harry's eyes snap up to the other side of the kitchen. Get all this stuff done on time, but it looks like Molly really knows how to organise a meal like this. Mum's used to it by... Ron, she yells, watching him escape with a scoop of cream on his finger. I didn't even get close. Swoop and spin away, Harry. It's taken me years to perfect. Oh, what a cute little scene. 6.04pm. Malfoy looks at her from the stove and his gaze sways over her hair longer than she'd like. She knocks twice on the wall, looking at the hallway as Pruitt rounds it into the living room. That, no problem, but I've got to go. Pruitt rushes out, pulling on his robe. He pauses to smile at her, giving her a nod. Merry Christmas, Granger. Bells. She flinches at the loud crack of apparition and looks over at Malfoy as she nears the table. Did you scare him away with your cooking? More my complete disinterest in the lives of his children, whom he talks about constantly, without pause. It's Christmas. It happens. She walks over to the counter, nudging him out of the way as she opens a cabinet. Are you eating that? She pulls down two plates just in case. I was going to feed the rats in the cellar, but they might be scared away by your hair. It looks like a predator. You look like a predator. She Good turns... comeback, Hermione. <laughs> Snap. No, you. <laughs> your mum. No, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> she turns to the table, unbuttoning her robe. I was running around all day. And I had to cook for 80 hours. And if you can remember the Gryffindor stands after a victory in Quidditch, that's sort of like Christmas at the Weasleys. He's too quiet after that. And she looks over at him as she drapes her robe over the back of her chair, finding his eyes on her. She's then aware of the dress she's wearing. Modest, but different. She runs her hands down at self-consciously. Well, I have things. Ham, vegetables, potatoes and pies, pudding, treacle tart, cake, biscuits. 
I know you're going to be eating in a few hours. Eating and eating dinner with me isn't really normal, but I eat dinner with you every night, Granger. What exactly is your definition of normal? He turns the dials for the burners slowly, clicking them off and nods to the bag she set on the table. You made all that today. Some of it. She clears her throat, fiddling with the bag straps. I didn't eat much, so I don't know how everything tastes, but it should be good. I figured we could just have Christmas dinner together, but if you want to eat something else, I'll just... I'll eat it. Okay, good. He takes the plates from the counter to set them up on the table, his sides brushing hers. She's pulling a plate of cake from the top of her bag when she feels his fingers skim along her jaw, and she looks up at him as he takes out the clip, pinning her hair up. His jaw clenches as he looks up from the tumble of curls to her shoulders to meet her eyes. Her grip tightens on the plate when he leans down, and she closes her eyes. His fingers skate down her hair and his palms press warmly to the side of her neck the moment his lips touch hers. His thumb moves under her jaw, tilting her head back just a little further as he kisses more firmly. She's barely responded when he pulls back, and her inhale stutters at his expression. I'll get the silverware. You, uh, you start putting food on the counter. All right. Okay. Aww. What a cute episode this is. Honestly, <laughs> what is going to happen? This is all so cute. It's so cute. Uh, I'm also, I'm sorry, this is a very paranoid thought that we will check before the end of the episode. But I was also like, you know how we obviously found this in like the deep, dark archives of the interweb? Are you scared it's not going to be finished? Yeah. Oh my God, don't say that. I don't know why it's not clocked. Like, I don't know why I've not thought You're that totally before. totally right. For fuck's sake. Oh my God, I'm going to have a nightmare tonight about this now. No, no, no. We'll have to check the last... We'll have to tra- we check will. the last page. Sorry, we have to. Yeah. It probably won't give us anything away. But, like, now... Because I was just like, this feels like it's halfway through. Yeah, not... it does. Oh my God. But okay. Okay, maybe we're just being, maybe I'm being paranoid. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we've been burned before. <laughs> Only by this book. Yeah, true, actually. <laughs> December 26th, 4.20 a.m. Outrageous time to be awake on Boxing what Day. What is going on here? Mouth, oh, is this uh, the afterglow, perhaps? Oh, what? From, from what time? <laughs> he went out to dinner. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I don't oh, know. He might, just, he might just got back, to be fair. Okay. Wilding out here, Malfoy. Wilding. Malfoy picks up one of her quills and uses the end to slide the inkwell closer to him while taking a parchment from the pile in front of her. He sits down, uncapping the inkwell with a push of his thumb, and draws a larger rectangle with a smaller one coming out vertically from the centre of the first. A floor plan, then. Is that one of the nobles? It's the other location. What? The other location where they meet. She leans forward to hear him better, though he's done speaking. Honestly? No, Granger, he mutters tiredly. I'm just testing your stupidity and not believing me. Oh, that's excellent. If they weren't separated by a table, she might have hugged him in her excitement. I thought it would be the hardest to get and back us up on time for months, if not more. She catches his amusement before he lowers his head. If it weren't for the occasion and the details of it, it could have taken months. She feels like telling Harry right now, but he's sleeping and there's still more to do. Just because they have this doesn't mean it won't still take a long time to get the rest. Christmas? No. They promoted Lewitt, Balm and Hugh to commanders and their starting divisions. Seven nobles and seven sections of England with two commanders under him and one noble with two commanders remaining at the recruit warehouse. 
This location we met at tonight will be the headquarters for the higher circle. All, all joint meetings and gatherings will be there. Divisions? To make for an easier takeover while each grouping is assigned certain tasks in each designated area. A certain number of recruits will be present in each section for fighting and later guarding, patrol, enforcing new laws and so on. God, they really have their plan all put together for their attack. It's more controlled than Voldemort even managed, which means it'll be even more difficult to destroy if they're able to get in there. Even if one of the nobles dies, they have seven others and then 16 commanders ready to take their place. Dark objects set around England meant to aid them in the war they're planning. People infiltrated into the government and businesses. Potions the ministry still hasn't sorted out the purpose for. And hundreds of trained wizards and witches ready to fight for their cause. If they'd caught this any later, if they didn't move soon enough. We'll expand once the majority of our divisions are under control. Spreading out into the rest of the United Kingdom. We don't have enough recruits to take it all at once. And though they'll be expecting us, I'm sure the nobles haven't created a plan to lose. They're splitting into divisions now. They're... They've assigned us to our divisions, but we aren't assigned to our recruits until summer. They didn't give a month. I'm assuming certain things have to fall into place first, and they want more recruits. Balm is moving in with Green, and Hugh and Lewitt will be staying at the recruit warehouse until everyone's moved into their division, so there aren't any more locations to add. Her hand is cramping from writing, and she's not entirely sure what she's getting... She's getting it all right when her mind is spinning through the different situations and outcomes she shouldn't even be thinking about yet. If it's summer, we have to move before then. Obviously, the sooner the better in terms of recruits, dark objects and their infiltration plans, but definitely before June, which gives us... We don't need five months, Granger. He slides the parchment he drew on towards her and takes another blank one. I'll have it done in two. Ooh, damn. Good man, Draco. December 27th, 1.18pm. Ugh. Ron shakes his head as he stands up. <laughs> Was that a reaction to Ron's name? Ugh, Ron. Jesus. He shakes his head as he stands up from her living room floor and then shakes it again. Oh, I hate that bloody feeling. Oh, it's terrible, but thanks for doing it, Ron. You looked like a murderer when you found me. I actually got a little scared for a second. She laughs at him, rubbing the pad of her thumb over her paper with the incantation on it. I'm just happy it worked. I didn't know if it would, and I was doubting it could stun you in the living room when the device is near the door. Oh, testing her crimbo present. All right. She had set it up to look like the base of a Zen garden Neville had got her three years ago. There's nothing about it that makes it look like a magical object, and certainly not within 20 seconds of entering her flat. Where'd you get it? Ron asks, rubbing the back of his head. It was a gift from a friend. Like person. <laughs> Something she has tried enough times to define it. To know it's impossible to right now. Maybe later. After. A friend? What? You said it like that. A friend. I did not. I clearly... Are you dating someone? She pauses long enough for him to start shaking his head. Maybe I'll find out when I rejoin the auras. The words take a little while to sink in through her thoughts of Ron's face. The second she were to say something like, sort of, but not really, and it was Draco Malfoy. Wait, what? I'm rejoining. Why? The shop? I can do both, and Ginny wants to help out for now. I figured I've got another few years as Nora before I work at the joke shop. I already talked about to Harry about it, and they said I can start when I pass the physical exam again. She doesn't like it. She'd been happy when he quit because she knew he would be safer that way. 
or has put themselves into dangerous situations, even when there isn't a revival happening. She wants them all to have normal lives, but she knows that that's not who they are. Not Harry, and without the joke shop and his brother, not Ron either. Why? You know why. He flops down into her catch. Couch. <laughs> God into damn her, it. the catch of her hand. You know why. He flops down into her couch. Harry's got that look. You've had it for years, but now Harry's got it back. Ron raises a finger and widens his eyes. I know what that look means, Hermione. She sits down next to him, slanting towards the dent of his weight and the cushions. Yeah. End of chapter. Ooh, okay. So Ron is coming back in. What interesting timing. Evil Ronald. Interesting timing considering there's two chapters left. Mm. Very much so. And interesting that now they've really got to get a move on with the Dark Revival. Yeah. And I've got to speed up. Well, I think, again, that's good in terms of where we're at in the story. Yeah, perhaps this this is the last the last chapter maybe yeah maybe, that's a good thing i'm pleased i'm i'm relieved by that me too although i still have like loads of questions yeah of course i of can't, course. i just can't figure out well i guess it's gonna i guess that this is going to culminate in one big final battle surely right or yeah some kind of mission yeah I guess, but Ron wanting to come back is very random. Just really interesting timing, isn't it? Suspicious. Mm. Suspicious. And also, oh, Harry's got that look in his eye. Well, haven't, hasn't, haven't they both had that look in their eyes for months? But I suppose there's a new assignment. Yeah. But yeah. I guess Ron would have been thinking about it for months. Yeah, I suppose so. It's very random. It's very random. It was good, though. Oh, I enjoyed it. That was we... good. We kind of we had a dom- domesticity, and then towards the end, it was like, oh, plot, a bit of plot, a little bit of so. plot. How many? Go on, think of an object. How many mysterious, stunning boxes would you give that out of ten? Um, I can't remember what I gave last episode. I'm going to give. I want to give it a seven, you know, because oh. I, I enjoyed the domesticity of it, the cute scenes. And then I liked how towards the end of it, it ramped up a bit. There's something going on. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. I'm going to copy you. Yeah. I would also go for a seven. Because I, like, as much as I do love all of those scenes, there's a lot that needs to happen in the next couple of chapters. Yes. And I'm excited. I've just, I can't wait for the next chapter. I can't wait to see how, where we end up at the end of the next chapter in preparation like the penultimate chapter do you think that we're going to get an i love you in here it's not very sage is it no actually to be fair to be fair okay wait i'm gonna skip i'm gonna skip to the last page just check no it does it says finn oh okay well that's good that's good wow i don't know if there'll be an i love you i'm there might maybe there'll be like a non-verbal I love you or one of those like god Malfoy you're just the worst I know Granger yeah and that's it that's how they say I love you oh any predictions I'm nervous about Ron um I think I think there's gonna be on the Ron hate train I think there's gonna be some big final mission and I wouldn't be surprised if it started next episode it Do you think? At, yeah, I think there's still going to be a big mission. It's going to start oh. in the next chapter, and I think something's going to go wrong, and I... then that's where we'll end chapter nineteen. Did I disagree? 
I think that this is gonna I think that the next chapter is gonna be like mostly coupley. Really? Yeah, I think it doesn't feel like the right time though, does yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's gonna be mostly coupley and then maybe a bit of planning. Mm. But then I think that the actual attack, I think Sage is gonna leave it until like the last chapter. Yeah, maybe. It's really like bring it all together. Really, really just like keep us on the edge. Yeah. Um Wow, there's there's still a lot. I don't. I think that there's going to be a good amount of loose ends. Not gonna lie. Like, yeah, I don't I'm not think... sure if anything's going to be wrapped up. Yeah, like I don't think. Like I want to see Luna. Don't feel like that's going to happen. No, I no. don't think Lucius don't and Narcissa are coming no, back. I was just about to say, I don't think you want to get your Narcissa thing that you want. I don't even think we're going to see Neville. You know, I think that he was a sort of like one shot in this story. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They can't get everyone i suppose no i don't even think we're going to see the minister i don't care about the minister who cares about a minister what's his name in kingsley kingsley i do love a bit of kingsley okay i'll tell you why i don't because i've read too many <laughs> fanfics where they pair hermione with him and i can't get into that what? no i know well not, not i've not sorry i've not read them i've seen them i wouldn't read them I've um, never seen that. Yeah, really? that's a really, really, looking. really, really famous one. It's like one of the top most like rated in terms of hits on Archive of Our Own called A Contract oh. Most Inconvenient, where Hermione is married to... Okay, <gasps> it's like 12 people. It's um, it's one of those marriage ones. It's, oh, it's yeah. literally like Dra- reverse, Draco Snape. Reverse harems. Yeah, Draco Snape, Lucius Kingsley, um, <laughs> Arthur Weasley. No! Yep. Um, not S- Sirius, if he's still alive. Um, oh, what's the other ones? Um, Remus? Ha- Harry? I think they put Harry, Remus, yeah. Um, all of them. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> no, thank God, no. Yeah, but like Kingsley, no. Peace? Arthur, no. Honestly, Lucius and Snape, no, of course not. Oh, God. Aisha just comes in with the shittiest opinion. <laughs> I don't like it, but I do think that the the Snamini ones are funny. They're funny, but I hate them. I hate them, but I also they, they, I, they I love to see what people come up with. I just can't I think it's because I picture Alan Rickman. Yeah, yeah was... no, there's just no chemistry and there. That's it, that's it. There's the lack of chemistry. It's too weird. It's like too, if they were maybe opera. like young sexy yeah people. maybe maybe but then oh no and he like watched her grow up in the school like he first met her when she was a child no 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 very woody allen of him isn't it it is it <laughs> is no thank you and i don't want that put on to alan rickman may it's he rest true. in peace yeah i was gonna i was about to say rip in R.I.P. that was great oh okay so how many how many mysterious black boxes would you give it oh, seven. Oh, sorry seven. yes you said that sorry God, JJ. Yeah, because you copied me. Because you originally copied me, I just forgot immediately. This is true. I actually think that I've copied all of most of my ratings, or I've given, I've lowballed. It's because I'm a trendsetter. No, I lowball quite a lot. That's because we're harsh critics. <laughs> it's also because you can't give a, the you can't give a high rating because if it, the next chapter's better, yeah, I've got nowhere got to like, go. Yeah, I want the last. I obviously want the last chapter to be ten. Obviously, has yeah. to be. I'll be disappointed if it's not. I know. Do you know who I'd quite like to see, but I know he's obviously dead in this universe? Dobby. Really? Doesn't that doesn't feel relevant? I just think it'd be nice. I don't care about Dobby. Don't you? No, I don't care. Sorry. 
I've said this a million oh. times and people always get upset. I don't care about Dobby. And I'm sure I'm sure we'll get like I... really angry emails from Evie and um I... Hayley. I love Dobby. He's fine. He's fine. To be fair, his death scene is very sad. His he's just so sweet. Like what a pure soul. Okay. Anyway. I'm gonna write an Aisha and Dobby fanfic. What? No, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I take no, that back no, no. immediately, actually. You can write you know who I you can Aisha and Sirius. Oh, oh yeah. no, serious! I don't get that either because I just picture Gary Oldman. Yeah. No, yeah. too old. Sorry, oh, yeah. Gary Oldman. Closing the name. Old man, but in a sexy way. That's sexy not his surname. His next surname is not Gary Oldman in a sexy way. Yeah. <laughs> He's quite like no. I, I get. I. I could. I could with serious. I could. I could okay. Do okay. Young serious. Young no. serious. Young serious. Obviously, yeah. Not young Ramus. Sorry. No. Damn right. Everyone seems to be really into young Ramus, but can't relate. I just it's 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 I would only want to date Sirius from that generation of with the Marauders. Like not James, not Ramus. Yeah, not... no, I think I'm with you on that actually. Yeah, I think the rest of them are a bit sort of like a bit naff. Rip God, right. left, right and center. Peter Pettigrew, perhaps Obviously we could change not. him. Obviously we could save him. No. Him. Right. Listen, I have. To, I'm so desperate to go to the toilet. I can't. Like, if I like, I'm getting so co- stressed out about you saying about Sirius Black and like Peter Pettigrew. I have to go to the toilet. So <laughs> let's wrap it there. <laughs> um, well, that was great. Everyone for listening. Um, it's nice to be back. We'll try and be. We'll try our best. We'll try and be on it. It's December, so we might actually be able to yeah, be around Christmas-y. a bit more. Christmassy um, time. If you want to leave us a review, that would be lovely. Um, we're old, so if you don't leave a <laughs> written comment, we won't get a notification and therefore we won't know. Yeah. Um, okay. And <laughs> if you'd like to drop us an email um, for any recommendations or anything. Ooh, yeah, we love recommendations. Again feel free um email us at fanafflictionpodcast at gmail.com nice. um, with just anything really and yeah. yeah it's nice to be back and we hope so that nice you're to having be back. a cracking december thank you aisha for reading it was fantastic what thank a pro you, what a pro. For putting up with me oh shush <laughs> and we will see you again soon mm-hmm. bye, bye.